with Mama and Aunt Laurel. Screaming, she wriggled and kicked and flailed her arms and dug the heels of her black patent Mary Janes into the bricks and everything else she could think of to do that might break the woman's hold on her. But it was inexorable. Aunt Laurel had regained her composure and was berating the man for separating a child from her mother. Mary Catherine suffers from spells of melancholia, but who doesn't? Hers are just more deeply felt. She's a wonderful mother. Claire adores her. I assure you she's perfectly harmless. Heedless of Aunt Laurel's earnest pleas, the woman pulled Claire through the screen door into the kitchen. The child looked back and saw her mother sitting in her chair, limbed in mellow sunlight. Mama! She cried out. Mama, don't let them take me. Stop that yelling. The woman shook Claire so hard that she accidentally bit her tongue and screamed louder in pain. Yanked from her stupor by her daughter's wail, Mary Catherine suddenly realized that Claire was in peril. She pushed herself up from the wrought iron chair with such impetus that it fell over backward and cracked two of the courtyard bricks. She ran for the screen door and had almost reached it when the man clamped his hand on her shoulder. There's nothing you can do to stop us this time, Miss Laurent. We have the authority to remove your daughter from these premises. I'll kill you first. Mary Catherine grabbed the neck of a vase on the patio table and swung it toward his head. With a sickening thunk, lead crystal connected with flesh. He bellowed in anger and pain. Perfectly harmless, my ass, he shouted into Aunt Laurel's face. She had rushed forward to restrain Mary Catherine. While her mouth filled with blood from the cut on her tongue, Claire continued to fight the woman as she dragged her through the house. Mama! 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 Claire sat up suddenly in her wide bed. Her chest was heaving, and she couldn't catch her breath. Her nightgown was stuck to her damp skin. She left her bed and walked down the hall to her mother's room. Mary Catherine was sleeping peacefully. Relieved, Claire got a drink of water from the bathroom sink and then returned to her bedroom. She changed into a fresh nightgown and straightened the covers before getting into bed again. It would be a while, she knew, before she went back to sleep. The Reverend Jackson Wilde had been shot in the head, the heart, and the testicles. Right off, Cassidy figured that was a significant clue. Hell of a mess. The medical examiner's remark was an understatement, Cassidy thought. What made this murder seem particularly messy was the identity of the victim. Cassidy had heard the startling news bulletin over his car radio while fighting morning rush hour traffic. He immediately executed an illegal U-turn, even though he had no business rushing to the scene without authorization. The policeman, who had cordoned off the Fairmont Hotel, recognized him and automatically assumed that he was officially representing the Orleans Parish District Attorney's Office. None had questioned his appearance in the seventh-floor San Louis suite that was crowded with investigators who were likely to destroy evidence in their eagerness to collect it. Cassidy approached the medical examiner. "'What do you think, Elvie?' In response to his question, the middle-aged pathologist pushed her eyeglasses more squarely onto her square face. My initial guess is that the head wound got him. 
Chest wound looks a little too far to the right to have burst the heart, although I can't rule it out as the mortal wound until I've cracked his chest. The shot to his balls probably wouldn't have killed him, not instantly anyway. She looked up at the assistant D.A. and grinned mischievously. But it sure as hell would have thrown a wrench into his love life. Cassidy winced with empathy, Elvie continued. Wilde's arms were at his sides, uh, no sign of a struggle or adverse reaction of any kind. I'd guess he felt perfectly at ease with whoever offed him. He might have even been asleep. He didn't see it coming. Victims rarely do, Cassidy muttered. What time would you guess it happened? She lifted the corpse's right hand and revolved it around the wrist joint, testing the rigidity. Midnight? Maybe before. Dropping the hand very...